So let's pick it up from Davyur of an Aleph. The second line is Rav Ada. Just to Chazer. What happened was, Levi, this is in the previous Amid Aleph, the previous Daf, Levi asked Rebbe, why are there only 15 cases in the Mishnah? He could think of a 16th. What was the case of a 16th? Anusas Oviv. Meaning, the case was, a man was Ma'anis, a woman. He raped a woman and had a son. Then he, uh, then the person's brother married this woman, meaning the brother from a different marriage. The father had a son from a different marriage. That son married the woman that he raped, so which according to the Chachamim is allowed, but not according to Rabbi Yehuda, because that's called Anusas Aviv. Then the brother dies, and now falls to this man is his mother, because she's uh, he, he married this per- The brother married his mother. So, he asked, Levi asked Rebbe, why is that not in the Mishnah? So Rebbe said, I was shocked, right, where's your brain? Meaning, um, the way the Gemara explained it in yesterday's daf is that that's a machloikas between Rabbi Yehud and the Rabbanon, meaning, according to Rabbi Yehud, you're not allowed to marry a woman who is raped by the father, so this case doesn't exist, this case only exists according to the Chachamim, and our Mishnah does not pick machloikasim, does not follow machloikasim. So then, the end of yesterday's daf, we have a very complex concept, which is, the Rav Chia. Rav Chia brought a Mishnah in Dav Chavches, that the Mishnah said, you have such a scenario, very bekitza, I'll explain in about uh, 30 seconds, that you have a scenario where you have uh, two sisters are married to two brothers, and they both die, and they fall to the the other brother, the other brothers. The halacha is that the brothers do chalitza, they don't do yibam. Why? Because when the brothers died, that created a zika. Zika is like an engagement. So each brother is sort of engaged to two sisters. So you can't do yibam because if you marry her, it's like marrying the sister of someone you're engaged to, which is not allowed. But Rochia said, if the scenario is we have four brothers, two brothers marry two sisters, and they both die. And these two sisters fall to the two brothers. So we said, you don't do Yibam. But if each woman is an erva to one brother, then the halacha is, each one can do Yibam. Why? Because the two sisters fall to the two brothers. So we said, the problem is that each one is engaged to each brother. But if one of them is, let's say, one brother-in-law, one brother's mother-in-law, so then the halacha is, you can't marry her anyway. So there was never an engagement. So you're only engaged to one. So if each one... Is able is engage, is an erva to the other, then uh, each one could do yibum. So we said, Rav Chia said, each case of the mission could apply. Okay, that we said the only way it works by Ashes Achiv by The only way it works is if you follow Rav Shimon. So the question was, how could Rebbe say that there's no machloik that our Mishnah does not? pick sides, that every case in the Mishnah is accepted according to everybody, but according to Rav Chia, our Mishnah can also work, each one, each case can work in Rav Chia's um, permutation, and one of the ways it only works is if you follow Rav Shimon, not the Rabbanon. So how could Rebbe say that there's no Machleikzim, this is following, Rav Chia is following Machleikas, so he said, Rebbe Hanikloli Lesse, Rebbe and Rav Chia don't see eye to eye, meaning, Rebbe is saying, in our Mishnah, there's no Machleikas, I, Rav Chia, feels that every case of the Mishnah could work, so Rebbe doesn't follow Rav Chia, because again, we only follow Rav Shimon, and Rebbe does not want to pick sides. New uh, continuation of this. Rav Ada Karchina Kameder of Kahana Mishmeder Rava. Rav Ada said in the name of Rava. Loyalim Isle Rabbi Hanikloi. Really, Rabbi can work with Rav Chia. Meaning, Rabbi feels that there's no machlekes, and Rabbi feels that 
that Rebbe, I'm sorry, that Rebbe really can follow Rav Chia, that every case of the Mishnah has to work in this permutation where the two brothers and the two sisters and each one is an erva to one specifically where each one does Yibam, that whole yesterday's daf. I, so why, and meaning, and Rebbe is acknowledging that there could be machloiksim. So, so why, so go back to the equi- original question from Levi, which is that if you're willing to accept machloiksim, so why did you not pick the case of Anusas Aviv and Anusas, Anusas Imai? Meaning, today's daf is going to follow the approach, again, Levi asked the Kasha to Rebbe, which is, why don't we pick the case of Anusas Imai in the Mishnah? So the answer was, because Rebbe doesn't want to follow, doesn't want to pick that because it's a Machloikas, because that only works according to Rabbana, not Rebbe Yehuda. Now we're saying, no, really, Rebbe's willing to have Machloikasim. So why is it not in the Mishnah? The answer to this, I'll say this outside. And I have a, Art Scroll has, has a diagram which is a little helpful. And that is like this. Really, the truth is, the case of Anusas Imai, which is again, a man raped a woman, had a son, and then the other son from a different marriage married this woman and then died, and, he, and the woman falls to her son. The truth is, so Levi said, why is that not in the Mishnah? So we said yesterday is because there's no mach- it's a machloikas. The answer is no. That, that's not the reason. The reason is because if it's in the Mishnah, it has to work in that permutation that we had yesterday, that Rav Chia, you know, uh, 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 like algorithm that Rav Chia had, where, again, every single case, as I mentioned, the art scroll has diagrams for each one, every single case of the Mishnah can work in this algorithm, which is four brothers, two brothers married two sisters, they both die, and these two sisters happen to be specifically in a, a different erva to each brother. That diagram that we had of going through each one, every case in the mission has to work. You want to know why Anusas Imai is not in the mission? Because it won't work. For Anusas Imai, this case of Levi, it works in Levi's version of the Mishnah. It works in its original form. But this algorithm permutation thing of Rav Chia, it won't work. Why? For it to work... I'm going to explain this outside, we'll see it inside. Art scroll happens to have a diagram, but I'll, I'll explain it outside. For it to work, for these two, uh, basically you need two sisters to marry two of the four brothers. For it to work in this permutation, this is what has to have happen. Yaakov, I'll pick the names, because Art scroll follows his names, I'll just pick the names. Yaakov rapes a woman named Chana, and has a son named Levi. Then Yaakov rapes her sister, Penina, and has a son named Yehuda. So Levi and Yehuda are both children of Yaakov from different rapes. Levi is the son of Chana, Yehuda is the son of Penina. Reuben and Shimon happen to be brothers that Yaakov happened to have from a different marriage. So then what happens is Reuben marries Chana because it's the woman that his father raped. Shimon marries Penina, which is the woman that his father raped. And they both die. So that would be the case where Chana and Penina are now falling to their sons, Levi and Yehuda. So Levi cannot marry Chana, but he can marry, but conceptually for it to work, Levi cannot marry Chana. Hold on one second. So we're looking for scenarios where one woman is an error to one and not the other. So it sounds pretty good. You have Chana and Penina. They're both falling to Levi and Yehuda. Levi is Chana's son, Penina. Uh, uh, Levi is Chana's son, and Yehuda is Penina's son. So you'll say, okay, so that's perfect. Levi will marry Penina, because they're not related. Yehuda will marry Chana, because they're not related. Again, Chana was raped by Yaakov, Penina was raped by Yaakov. Chana had Levi, Yehuda had, uh, Penina had Yehuda. 
They, those two sisters married two brothers. They both died. So now, Chana and Penina are falling to Levi and Yehuda. So Levi can't marry Chana because that's his mom, but he can marry Penina. And Yehuda cannot marry Penina because that's his mom, but he can marry Chana. Sounds perfect. Except, in this scenario, for it to work, Chana and Penina are sisters. Right? For this case, you need two sisters marrying two brothers. If Chana and Penina are sisters, then no one can marry Chana or Penina. Right? We're looking for a case where Levi, one of the sons, can only marry one without the other. So he can't marry Chana because that's his mom. But you say, oh, well, he can marry Penina. Nope. Because if Chana and Penina are sisters, that's his aunt. Can't, can't do that either. And Yehuda can't marry either. Can't marry Penina because that's his mom. And can't marry Chana because that's his aunt. That's why it doesn't work. I mean, the reason why it's not listed in the Mishnah is not because of its original case. Its original form of just Anusas Ima can work. But it won't work in the algorithm and the permutation of Rav Chia. And that's what we're looking for. And the Gemara speaks it out. Yaakov For it to work, Yaakov has to have raped two sisters. And in which case, you will not find the main point. The main point is we're looking for two sisters marrying two brothers. They die. And then those two sisters fall to the other two brothers. And each one is an erva, a specific erva to one and not the other. In this case, because the two sisters, the two brothers that they fall to, they can't, they're both ervas. One, because one's the mom, one's the aunt. One's the mom, one's the aunt. It doesn't work. So that's that's the answer of Rav Ada, that the reason why Levi's case is not in the Mishnah is not because it's a machlekes, but because it won't work in the permutation of Rav Chia. Rav Ashi Yomri has another explanation. Really, Rebbe doesn't believe in Rav Chia's permutation. He doesn't care. He just wants it to be in the Mishnah. And really, he's okay with having cases in the Mishnah that are machloiksim. So why did he not pick... So, oh, so now we have a bomb kasha. Now Levi's kasha is very strong, which is, why didn't you pick the case of Anusas Imai, which works according to the Rabbana, not according to Rav Yehuda? Right? According to the Rabbana, not according to Rav Yehuda, it works. You have a woman that the man raped, had a son named Levi... Levi had a brother from a different marriage, right? Levi's brother from a different marriage is Shimon. Shimon marries this woman, because according to the Rabbani, you're allowed to marry a woman that was raped by the father, not according to Yehuda, and then dies, and then she falls to her son. So why is that not in the mission? So says Rav Ashi, you want to know why? The reason why Rebbe was shocked that Levi asked this is because Haki Your whole case only works according to the Rabbani, not according to Yehuda. Rebbe was shocked because Rebbe said, if you learn the Mishnayis, you'll see our Mishnayis follow Rav Yehuda. Your case only works not like Rav Yehuda. I mean, according to Rav Yehuda, you're not allowed to marry a woman that was raped by the father. So the whole case doesn't start. And Rebbe said, so why, do, why isn't this listen to the Mishnah? I doesn't work with Rav Yehuda, but it should still be in the Mishnah. The answer is, if you learn our Mishnayis carefully, you'll see that our Mishnayis follow Rav Yehuda Shita. How so? Diktani, because it says in the next Mishnah, the next Mishnah is describing women where Yibam can never happen. Like a regular straight-up mother, right? Married, right? Why the Mishnah's picking cases where you can't do yibum because they're an erva? Why doesn't it pick a case where she's your mom? Forget her rape, just straight-up mom. You want to know why? Because how would it happen? For yibum to happen, it means one brother married her. A son can never marry his mother, so it's never going to fall. A mother's never going to fall to someone. And that's the next mission. The next mission is dealing with women that marriage can never happen because you're not allowed to marry. No one's allowed. No son is allowed to marry them. One of the cases is. Emo, mother, Aishas Aviv, wife of the father, Vachos Aviv, and your aunt. So you have Emo, mother, and wife of the father. What is, what, if wife of the father is your mom, what is your mother? My Emo, what is the mother adding? Elim, and Aviv, if the mother is a case where a father married someone, 
That's the second case, right? It says your mother, and then it says your 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 father's your father's wife. Your mom is your father's wife. So what is mother coming to add? You know what mother means? It's coming to add a case where the father rapes someone. Meaning the mission lists two cases that no son is allowed to marry them. One is Aishas Aviv, which is a woman your father married, and Imai. You know what that is? That's a woman. That's a that's a that's a woman that your father raped. Not like and and, meaning, and the mission is saying no one's allowed to marry them. Why? Because the father's of Yehuda. Because you're not allowed to marry that woman, according to Rav Yehuda. Ketani menashin nusun slacherim lecherimin lachon loy. Man shama this I swear Rav Yehuda. Also by nusam shemachli loytani loy. So, Rebbe said, if you learn the next mission, you'll see the next mission follows Rav Yehuda. That you're not allowed to marry such a woman. So you ask the kasha. You ask the kasha. Why? Why don't we pick the case of Anusas Imai in the Mishnah and not like Rav Yehuda? The answer is because the next mission follows Rav Yehuda. Amalei Ravina Lervashi. Wait a minute. So you're saying the reason why the case of Anusas Aviv is not in the Mishnah is because it doesn't follow Rav Yehuda. And our Mishnah is authored by Rav Yehuda. Again, why does it not follow Rav Yehuda? Because the case would be a man rapes a woman, has a son, then that woman marries her brother, the son's brother. Meaning, uh, you have Yaakov had a son from a different marriage, Shimon. Then Yaakov raped Rachel and had Levi. Then Shimon marries Rachel. I, how could you marry a woman that was raped by the father? The answer is, it's not according to Yehuda, but the Rabbanon allow it. And then he dies, and then she falls to her son. So the answer is, because we follow Rav Yehuda. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, why can't it be following Rav Yehuda? I, according to Rav Yehuda, no one's allowed to marry the mother. The Avr Vanasev, maybe it's a case where he did. Meaning, this is a low sase, right? You're not allowed to marry this woman under a negative commandment. If you did, according to most opinion, the marriage is valid. So maybe the case is, really, should pick the case of Anusas Aviv. Again, the case is where a man rapes a woman, has a son named Levi. He also happens to have a Shimon, a son from a different marriage. Shimon then marries this woman, I, and his father, and it's author by review, the I, he's not allowed to. He did. It worked. So why can't that be the case in the Mishnah? I, it's not allowed, but he did it anyway. The answer is, Eloi Katani. We don't pick cases in the Mishnah where you're not, the marriage wasn't supposed to take place. We don't take cases. The Mishnah is not dealing with cases where the marriage was usher and he did it anyway. Wait a minute. Even without that, why can't it be the following case? I can find a case, this case, where uh, there was nothing, there was no, uh, the marriage was not prohibited, and that is Yaakov Anas Kalosa. Yaakov um, had, a, had a, uh, a son named Ruven. Let's say Ruven. And he had a daughter-in-law named Chana. And then he raped Chana, which you're not supposed to do. You're not allowed to rape your daughter-in-law. You're not allowed to rape any woman. But you're definitely not allowed to rape your, your, uh, your uh, daughter-in-law. But there was no marriage. So he did Navera, but there was no marriage, right? You you just got finished saying you don't want to pick a case where the, it's it's an Avera marriage. It's not a Avera marriage. It's a Avera rape. He raped his daughter-in-law, had a son. So again, his son is, is Reuven. He has a daughter-in-law named Chana. He rapes his daughter-in-law has a son named Levi. So Levi happens to be Ruvain's brother. Then Ruvain dies childless, and now she falls to her to, to Ruvain's brother, Levi, which happens to be her son. Oh, that's a case. Again, it didn't involve an usher marriage, it involves an usher rape. So why is that not in the Mishnah? The Mishnah doesn't, not only does the Mishnah not want to deal with usher marriages, the Mishnah does not want to deal with, with children that were born through Isurim. I mean, again, the case was Yaakov had a son named Reuven and had a daughter-in-law named Chana. And then he raped Chana and had a son named Levi from that prohibited union. So, by the way, that son's a, ma- a mamzer, by the way. Levi is a mamzer. And then 
but Levi and Reuben happen to be brothers. Then Reuben dies childless, so she falls to the Mamzer Levi, who happens to be her son. The reason why that's not in the Mishnah is because that's a Mamzer. We, we're not picking cases where children were born in prohibited ways. Now, so just to summarize this, just to, not summarize, just to conclude, so Levi asked Rebbe a question, why don't you pick a case of rape in the Mishnah, Anusas Imai? By the way, Anusas Imai is not Mamzer, it's just Anusas Imai. And Rebbe was very upset, and we've had multiple reasons why he was upset. Either because the Mishnah follows Rebbe Yehuda, or it doesn't work with Rebbe's permutation, or Rebbe didn't want to pick a case of a Machlaikas. The Gemara says, Even though Rebbe was not happy with Levi's kasha, the truth is, when Levi used to repeat the Mishnah, he added his case. He added it in. And he would say the following, Tony Levi, Levi would add, Imoi, regarding a mother, pam peterasarasa, pam mene peterasarasa. Sometimes the mother can be in the Mishnah, sometimes not. Ketzad, haise ima nisuas aviv, vinasas lachiv mi aviv, umei, zi imoi sheim peterasarasa. Meaning, uh, regarding, does does Yivam apply to the mother? So if she was married to your father, meaning a straight up case of mother, and a man married his mom and then died, there's obviously no Yivam in that case because, I mean, the marriage was never a marriage. And if, he died childless and had a different wife, then the other wife would, would do Yibam, because that marriage to his mother doesn't apply. But then Levi said, go to the next page, and then Levi said um, his case. But if this woman was a woman that a, a, one brother married a woman that the father raped, which is Levi's case, Levi said that would be a case where there would be no Yibam, and although the Mishnah said 15 cases, this in truth is a 16th case. So that's that's the that's the the the, the addition that Levi added. Okay. That's one Ahmed. Let's see if we can get through the other one. See, we said in the previous summary, we had a discussion, and what came up sort of parenthetically is would the Mishnah list cases where the marriage was usher? Right? Let's say A marries B, and it's a prohibited marriage, but it's it's a low essay, so it works. And then they die, is there Yibam? Would that be listed in the Mishnah? So we said, so it was a Shiloh. Reish Lakish said to Rav Yochanan, according to Levi, that, that would be accepted, that the Mishnah would be willing to, to, to list cases where the marriage was done prohibitively. Listening, I have the following scenario. The following scenario is like this. Let me, let me explain it outside, then we'll say it inside. And that is, a woman is supposed to do Yibam, right? A regular woman is supposed to do Yibam, right? Let's say there's two women. Man has two wives, dies, childless, those two women, no, no Arabs, those two women fall to one of the brothers. There's three brothers, she falls to, to two of them, whatever. So one of them decides he's going to do Chalitza. Right? Once he does Chalitza, he can never marry her again. He had his chance. Once he did Chalitza, there is a low sase, not kares, but there is a low sase that he's not allowed to marry her. Because the Pasuk says he chose not to build a marriage with her. Once he chooses that, he can never build a marriage with her. It's a low sase. Now, this woman, though, to the other brothers, remains a sister-in-law. Meaning, this woman, so you have three brothers, right? You got Reuben, Shimon, and Levi. Reuben dies childless and leaves two sis- two wives to Shimon and Levi. Shimon decides he's going to do chalitza on one of them. That woman, to Shimon, if he chooses to marry her again, that's a prohibited marriage of a losase. So the marriage 
exists, it's accepted, but it's a losase. So it's chal, it's an accepted marriage that she's considered a married woman, but it's a losase. So this woman, to Shimon, is a losase. I, I don't remember the the other brother that's living, let's say Levi. But to Levi, she's chayv karis, if he chooses to marry her. Why? Because, you see, Shimon, when he did chalitza to her, he sort of started this relationship. Again, it's prohibited, but she's no longer, you know, like his sister-in-law. But Levi, who never had any interaction with her, he never did even more chalitza, she just remains his sister-in-law. And there's no yibam option. So it's actually Chayv Kari. So this woman, to one to the one brother that 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 did to the brother that did chalitza, she's a losase. To the other brother, she's Chayv Karis. So the Gemara says, why can't this be in the Mishnah? Listen to the following case. One brother does chalitza, because of a kitchen, and then he decides, I'm gonna marry her. Not allowed to, but he gives her a ring, he says, Are you you're not allowed to do that. It's a losase. And then may spill about him, then he dies. So now she falls to Levi, the third brother. And like I said before, to Levi, she is a chayv karis. Demigu asura, asura. Right? That's a case where, where the woman falls. Right? We're looking, the whole mission is dealing with cases where... Um, where the woman falls to do yibam and you can't do yibam because she's chayv karis. This is an example. You have three brothers, Reuben, Shimon, Levi. Reuben had two wives, whatever. Even one wife, to be honest with you. It's, it's, you could do one wife. Just Saris is two wives, but let's say one wife. Reuben had one wife. He dies. Shimon does Chalitza on her, and then he decides he's going to marry her. He does Kedushin. He marries her, and then dies. So now she falls to Levi. So Levi can't marry her. It's Chayv Kares. Because once Shimon did Chalitza, so for Shimon it's Alosase, but for Levi... It's Chayv Karis. He can't do marriage. He can't do Yim because Chayv Karis. Because she's a sister in law. The sister in law status remains. So why is that not in the Mishnah? He says the reason why is because part of the Mishnah is Tsaras Tsara. I mean, the case of Tsaras Tsara is where that woman who Levi didn't, let's say in this case, right, for Tsaras Tsara, I don't want to get too bogged down, but if you remember in the Mishnah, Tsaras Tsara means that. You have the original case where the, the two wives fall to one of them, one brother, and it's an Ereva, like it's a daughter. right? You have, let's say, pick with a daughter, Tsara Tsara by a daughter, is you have Reuben and Shimon and Levi. So um, Shimon married um, Shimon married Reuben's daughter, and then Shimon died. So Reuben can't do Yibam on the daughter or the co-wife, because she's Tsara. So the the co-wife marries Levi, does Yibam on Levi, and then Levi dies. So not only does this co-wife not do Yibam with Reuven because she he, she originally was the co-wife of his of his daughter, but she exempts the new na, na, the new wives as well. That's Sarah Sarah. The point is for Sarah Sarah to exist, you need one brother to be able to marry the woman. In this case, this case of. Uh, you mekadesh a cholitz, or you did chalitza, and then you remarried her. You did kedushin, and then died. It can't be tsara tsara because no brother is allowed to marry this woman. For tsara tsara to exist, basically, you have to have that one brother can marry the woman or the co-wife, which does not exist by this case. Okay. Again, but it was a good. It was a good attempt, right? We're looking for women that you can't do even because they're chayiv kares. This is a pretty good example. You have three brothers. One brother dies, uh, Shimon does chalitz on the wife and then remarries her, which you now let do, it's a losase, and then she falls to, then he dies, and then she falls to Levi, and Levi, uh, Levi's relationship with her is Chayv Karis. So, it was a good attempt. That was uh, Rish Lakish's question, Rabbi Yochan said it doesn't work because it's not Sar Sar.
The Gemara says, wait a minute. Here's the kasha. The kasha is, I've been saying this thing that's an assumption, and that is that when you have three brothers, Reuben, Shimon, and Levi, Reuben dies, this woman, we'll call her Rachel, does chalitza with Shimon, and then Shimon, so what's Shimon's relationship with her? It's a losase. He cannot marry her. It's a losase. Not kares, but losase. What's her relationship with Levi? So I've been saying this whole time, Levi's relationship with her is chayv kares. And that's why, and that's what Rish Lakish holds. And that's why Rish Lakish says, why does not listen to the Mishnah? That's not what Rav Yechon holds. Rav Yechon actually holds, as we'll see in a moment, that when he, when people do chalitza with a woman, all brothers are now a losase. Meaning, Rish Lakish holds that when you have this woman and the two brothers that are remaining, and Shimon does chalitza with her, then Shimon and her are alosase. But Levi is chayv karis. That's not Rav Yochanan's take. Rav Yochanan feels all the brothers, meaning that brother is a shleich of all the brothers, she's considered chalutz to all the brothers. And therefore, it's only alosase to, it's alosase to all the brothers, no chayv karis. So Rish Lakish asked Rav Yochanan, why is this case not in the Mishnah? Because it's chayv karis. And Rav Yochanan gave his answer, because it's not sar sar. I don't mean, I don't understand. According to Rav Yechonon, it's not Chayv Kares. The Mishnah's only deal with Chayv Kares. So why doesn't Rav Yechonon just say it's not Chayv Kares? Forget about the Tzara Tzara, it's more obvious. It's not Chayv Kares. The answer is, Lutvar of Karmel, Rav Yechonon was saying, according to your logic, meaning, Lididi Chayv Elavenhe, the Chayv Elavenhe Chalitza Veninu. Rav Yechonon was saying like this, according to me, it's only Chayv Elavenhe. So for me, it's not a Shiloh. It's definitely not going to be in the Mishnah. But according to you, Chayv Ekrisis Ninu, it's Chayv Kares. So why is it not in this? The Mishnah of Yishin and Saras Saras. Rav Yechon was answering according to Rish Lagish, but the truth is, according to Rav Yechonon, it's actually it doesn't work in the Mishnah anyway. So now we're going to go back to this discussion, and that is again, if you do chalitza on a woman and then remarry her, there's definitely a losa say for you. What about for the remaining brothers? What's their relationship with this woman? Is this woman to them chayve kares, or is it? only a losase, meaning you do chalitza, and then you marry the woman, and then you get divorced, whatever, and then she wants to marry one of the brothers, is it losase or chayv karis? It's definitely something. Is it losase or chayv karis? Is it that she's treated with the third brother as if he did chalitza with her, in which case it's losase, or is it that she's just a sister-in-law, not in the case of Yibum, and chayv karis? It's a machalik of Yechon Rishalakosh. Itmar, ha'chayilz levimta, if you do chalitza on a woman, because of a kitchen, then you're makadish her, amre shlokish, hu ain't chayv achalutza kares, v'achi chayv achalutza kares, Rishalakosh says, the one who did chalitza with her is a losase relationship. The brothers are chayv kares relationship. Alatzara, and concerning the Chalutz's co-wife, Bein Hu Abein Achichayv and Karis, the co-wife of this woman is Chayv Karis, for sure. Meaning, the only one, according to Rish Lakish, in this union, that's Alosa say, is the man who does Chalitza with the woman who had Chalitza done. Every other woman, every other brother, is Chayv Karis. Rav Yechon Amar, no. Bein Hu, Bein Achen, Echayv and Loya Chalutza Karis, Tzara Karis. Rav Yechon feels, no, every woman and every man in this relationship is only Alosa say. Because when he does Chalitza on her, it's as if all the brothers did chalitza on her, and therefore all the brothers are in a losase. My time to Rishlakish. What's Rishlakish's reasoning that the only one who has a losase is the one who did chalitza? What's the source of the losase? Amar Kra Asha Lo Yivna. The Pasuk says that the one who does chalitza chose not to build. The Torah is not just narrating that he chose not to build this, the brother's uh, name. It, the Torah is saying he shall not. He's not allowed to build the brother's name. And therefore, the only one who has this losase is the one who did chalitza. But his brothers, 
the brothers who never did chalitza, since she's just his sister-in-law, in which case chayv karis. And her co-wives, who never did chalitza, are remaining chayv karis. That's Reish Lakish's take. Rav Yochanan, who feels that everyone is a losa, say, he says, It's logically doesn't make sense. This woman, when she fell to do Yibmer chalitza, she was an option. And you could have done chalitza to her. And now that one brother did chalitza, she goes back to Kares. Like, once you, the, this woman left the sister in law world when she was an option to do Yibmer chalitza. So I get you can't marry her. It's a say, but like, the brothers, like, so you have these three brothers, like, for one brother it's a lose, for other brother it's Kares. It doesn't even, it's logically, it doesn't make sense. Once for one brother she became a Losase means she's no longer a sister in law. Once she's no longer a sister in law, then she's no longer a sister in law for any of them. Rather, the Torah is saying that when you do chalitza, it's a losase. So who did chalitza? So Rishalak says, just one brother. The answer is no, he is a shliach of all of them. Therefore, it's as if all of them did chalitza, all of them are losase. And she is considered a shliach of the tsar, of the co-wife. So just like she's a losase to all the brothers, so to the co-wives are losase to all the brothers. So Let's go a little weiter. The Brisa says that if you do chalitza on a woman, and then you remarry her, which is a losase, and then you die, she has to do chalitza. But wait a minute. She's now going to fall. So you have Reuben, Shimon, and Levi. Reuben dies. Shimon does chalitza with a woman, and then remarries her with Isser, and then dies. She now falls to Levi. According to Rish Lakish, what's her status with, Le- with Levi? A losase sheish bokares. Is there Yibam or Chalitza? No. But what does this Bryce say? You do Chalitza. Oh, so you see that the whole marriage is a losasi to all the brothers. If it's a losasi to the brothers, you do Chalitza. But if according to Yurish Lakish, that her relationship after Chalitza to all the brothers is Kares, then why would the Bryce have to say you do Chalitza? It should be nothing. According to you, that it's Lazasi. Why is there Chalitza? So that's the Kashas. This Bryce is not like Rish Lakish. You know, Rish Lakish says, Lutamech. Rishlaka says, yeah, but look at this b'raisa further. The b'raisa at the end sounds like me. It says, If after doing chalitza, instead of one brother, let's say, uh, you have Reuben, Shimon, and Levi. Reuben dies. Shimon does chalitza with her, and then Levi decides he's going to marry her. So again, according to Rishlakish, Levi and her are chayv karis. According to Rishlakish, it's a losa say. Levi decides he's going to try to marry her. What does the b'raisa say? Ain love klum. The marriage doesn't take effect. Who is that like? Says Rishlakish, that's like me. The general rule outside of Rav Akiva's opinion is that if you have a marriage that's a losa say only, and you do it, the marriage takes effect. So over here, Levi decides he's going to marry this woman who his brother did chalitza. And the Brisa says the marriage doesn't take effect. It says Rishlakish, according to Rav it doesn't make sense. According to me, that it's Chayv Karis, I get why the marriage doesn't take hold. But according to you, that it's only a loss to say, why does the marriage not take hold? So the beginning of the price is not like me, says Rishlakish, but the end of the price is. So Amr Rav responds to defend the end of the price of Rav Yechon. He says, Say for us in the Rav Akiva. Really, the entire Brisa follows that once you do Chalitza on a woman, all the brothers are only in a losa say. I, why does the end of the Brisa say that if 
Shimon did chalitza on a woman, and then Levi decided to try to marry her, the marriage doesn't take effect. If it's only Allah to say the marriage should take effect, the answer is the end of the price is following Rav Akiva. Rav Akiva, the Tana's opinion throughout of Shas, is that if you have a marriage that's Allah to say, the marriage does not take effect. So if a Kayan Gadol, if a Kayan tries to marry a Grusha, a divorced woman, the marriage does not take effect. He can give her a ring. She's not a married woman, according to Rav Akiva. That's what this Brisa follows. So generally, we assume not like Rav Akiva, but this Brisa ends up following Rav Akiva at the end. So really, once you do Chalitza, all the brothers are in Alosa say. I, why does it say that the marriage doesn't take effect? Because the marriage, the end of the bride is following Rav Akiva who holds that when it's Alosa say, the marriage doesn't take effect. So we'll end with this. The Gemara ends off, listening to the Rav Akiva in Lofchum. So then the bride should say, according to Rav Akiva, doesn't take effect. Kasha. That's a good Kasha. I will stop here. We'll pick this up on Shushan Purim. Freilichum Purim, guys. Recording stopped.